0: The time is now. Volume 5, Episode 101. This is Employment Law Now, and I am Mike Schmidt, your host, and the Vice Chair of the Labor and Employment Department at Cozen O'Connor. What a week last week was. I hope you all had a terrific end of the summer. I hope you had a great Labor Day weekend and were able to disconnect a little bit, but... Whether you connect or disconnect, there's so much going on in the world, it's crazy. Uh, And of course, we're still all about COVID-19 here at the beginning stages of September 2021. Uh, Before we know it, it'll be another new year, and I'm sure we'll still be talking about new developments. But last week was a really big week, and there are two big developments that I want to update you on, one on the federal level and one on the state level. So on the federal level, uh, and I guess it's best to put it as a really big development that doesn't really have an impact yet, but it likely will very soon. And of course, I'm talking about President Biden's COVID-19 action plan that uh, he came out and announced last week. It was uh, really a six-part um, Action plan to deal with COVID 19 and vaccinations. And of course, we all know that, like everybody else, uh, there's been a little bit of a dismay over the COVID 19 infection rate going up, the vaccination rate uh, staying stagnant at best. And, you know, whether you are pro vaccine, anti vaccine, or whatever your political, religious, or moral feelings on the subject are. The reality is that when we all thought before the summer started that things were almost over with this pandemic, uh, it certainly seems as we're getting into the winter very soon that things are not over. So the federal government and particularly President Biden's administration trying to do what he can to, uh, you know, prompt some action and more specifically prompt vaccinations uh, among those in the country who are not yet vaccinated. So, The real big part of this action plan, particularly as it affects or will affect uh, corporate America, uh, is that he has directed the Department of Labor and specifically OSHA to develop and implement a rule that will require all United States employers who have 100 or more employees to do one of two things. And I do think it's an either or, not exactly clear, Uh, in the announcements that were made last week, but I do think it's an either-or, either to mandate that employees get the vaccine or mandate those who are not getting the vaccine to produce a negative COVID-19 test result, at least on a weekly basis before they are allowed to come to work. And OSHA, in order to... Facilitate this directive will issue an ETS, an Emergency Temporary Standard. When are we going to get that? We don't know. Everything that we're hearing, particularly from inside of OSHA as late as uh, Friday of last week, is saying that it could be anywhere between the next two weeks to the next eight weeks, with all bets really uh, on it being closer to the next two or three weeks. So, somewhere. End of September, beginning of October uh, at the latest is when we expect this ETS to be issued uh, by OSHA. Um, What are we expecting from this? Well, first of all, it's not going to go through sort of a normal rulemaking process. OSHA, we understand, is not going to be uh, allowing the public to give input and to give comments prior to releasing this ETS within the next couple of weeks. When it is released as an emergency temporary standard, it will be published in the Federal Register and will become effective immediately as an emergency temporary standard, at least in those particular states where OSHA has direct jurisdiction because the state does not have its own state OSHA plan. It's a little more than half of the states in the country where that is true. There are approximately 20, 22 states that do have state OSHA plans. And in those states, there uh, will be a requirement that they implement the ETS or at least uh, modify their state OSHA plans so that they are at least as stringent as the soon-to-be-issued ETS, and they'll have 30 days to do it. Once it is published as an ETS, then the public will have an opportunity to comment on it Uh, OSHA has suggested that the comments being uh, received at that stage will perhaps be taken into account when they are developing the final rule. Typically, OSHA's ETS, an emergency temporary standard, can only be in effect for about six months. After that, it has to be um, issued then in the form of a final rule. So after the ETS is issued, we can expect a final rule then to be issued within six months after that. Of course, all of this assumes that there will be no legal challenge uh, staying temporarily or ultimately enjoining permanently the issuance of this rule. I'll get to the legal challenge in a moment, but what are we expecting the ETS to talk about? Well, I think the ETS is certainly going to talk about and make clear whether employers... Uh, are required to give the option of weekly testing or is this as I believe to be the case is this ETS going to simply create a floor so that employers are then able to adopt workplace policies that are more strict than the floor what do I mean by that so if the minimum floor set by the ETS is that employers must at a minimum mandate vaccines or allow for weekly testing to those who do not want to be vaccinated employers presumably can implement a policy that is more strict that simply mandates vaccines and does not give weekly testing as an option now again everything that i'm saying also does assume that you are still going to have to accommodate those who need an accommodation For disability reasons or for sincerely held religious beliefs, we're not talking about the individuals who are entitled to accommodations. We're really talking about individuals who are not entitled to a legal accommodation but simply don't want to be vaccinated. For those people, I believe the ETS, when issued, will create a floor That requires either vaccination or weekly testing, but employers will still be allowed to implement a policy that only mandates vaccines and does not give a weekly testing option. Other issues that are likely to be addressed in the ETS that have not yet been discussed by uh, anyone uh, out of OSHA, who's going to pay for testing if you do give a weekly testing option? Who's supposed to be paying for that? What kind of procedures will be required for employers to verify that an individual was fully vaccinated or did get a negative COVID-19 test? And what do you do? What is an employer entitled to do for employees who violate this rule? Is there something short of termination that's going to be required or will employers be allowed to terminate those Uh, who did not comply with the rule. A lot of issues to be handled uh, and addressed in this ETS when we first get it, and we just don't know um, what it's going to say yet. We're going to have to wait a couple of weeks and keep your radios tuned to this podcast, as they say, and I will certainly update you further when the ETS is issued. Once it is issued, not only will we have a chance to know what exactly it's going to say and what private employers of hundred or more employees are going to need to do but I think very quickly you're going to see some lawsuits filed to stop the enforcement of the ETS one of the biggest challenges I believe is going to be that hey there is no legal basis for issuing an ETS at the moment again remember ETS an emergency temporary standard by law OSHA is entitled to issue an ETS when there is a grave danger that needs to be addressed and when the ETS is necessary to address that grave danger. So I suspect that among the legal challenges that you're going to see is that number one there is no grave danger anymore some will argue and number two that it is not necessary at this state at this particular day to address whatever grave danger OSHA believes to exist is OSHA going to say that there is such a grave danger now in September 2021 but other than for healthcare workers for the last 18 months there had not ever been a grave danger justifying an ETS specifically for private employers on this issue OSHA is going to have to respond to that and maybe just maybe OSHA Doesn't feel like it's going to really have to respond. Maybe, just maybe, the Biden administration and OSHA think that simply announcing this plan and simply having the prospect out there that an ETS and maybe a final rule will be issued will cause more employers to implement mandatory vaccine policies and maybe in turn cause more employees to become vaccinated if they do fear that at some point their jobs may be at risk. Who knows? The bottom line is, again, um, we don't know what the ETS will say. All we know as of last week is that President Biden has directed OSHA to implement an emergency temporary standard dealing with employers who have 100 or more employees. There's also going to be other types of challenges. Did OSHA exceed its authority in Issuing any of the portions of the ETS that will come out. Again, we'll have to wait and see uh, what it says. For example, part of what President Biden has directed as well is that um, those employers, again, with more than 100 employees, will have to provide paid time off for the time that workers need to get vaccinated, as well as paid time off to recover if they are having any side effects from the vaccine. Now, there are a lot of states out there that already have that paid time off in some state or city scheme, but this will be done on the federal level and specifically through OSHA, and I suspect there will be some people who challenge OSHA's jurisdiction, OSHA's authority, to issue a rule dealing with paid time off so again long story short we will see in the next two to three weeks i suspect when osha does issue this ets exactly what it says and exactly what it doesn't say and at that point uh, we will be able to speak in a little bit more of an educated fashion and guide you as to what you need to do if you are covered by that ets the second big development that uh, happened last week is on the state level, and it's in the state of New York. Again, if you don't have employees or operations in the state of New York, I'm not suggesting that you shut this podcast off and stop listening to me, uh, because I think New York, like I've said before, like some other states, California, in some respects, Texas, Florida, and other places, they act as bellwether states. Uh, so that they are the leader on certain issues and other state and local jurisdictions tend to follow what happens there. But New York, a pretty big development took place last week. As you may remember, back on May 5th, 2021, and gosh, that seems like it was five years ago, New York Governor or then New York Governor Cuomo signed the new New York Hero Act into law. It provided for two primary requirements on all New York employers relating to workplace health And safety, interestingly enough, as I told you back then when I was talking about that new statute, even though it was prompted by the COVID-19 pandemic, the act is not limited to COVID-19 itself. The first requirement, which is what I want to focus on today, it's based on the New York Department of Labor issuing a model airborne infectious disease exposure prevention plan. And the requirement was that within 30 days of when the New York State Department of Labor issues that plan, employers were either required to adopt that model plan or establish their own plan that at least exceeds the DOL model's minimum requirements. Well, that was in May. took a couple of months, but on July 6, 2021, the New York State Department of Labor in consultation with the new york state department of health did finally publish its prevention standard and the model airborne infectious disease exposure prevention plan that's a mouthful well it originally published the standard and the model plan in english it has since done so in spanish but not only did it also provide a general template but it provided for industry specific templates so that those organizations those employers in certain industries would have an industry specific template to use as a model for their required plan so those in the following industries agriculture construction delivery services domestic workers emergency response employers food services manufacturing personal services private education private transportation and retail again those employers in those specific industries were provided specific templates that they could adopt or use as a model by the New York State Department of Health. For those that are not in those industries, they were then able to rely on the general model plan. But as I also told you in July, the requirement in the New York HERO Act suggested that employers were only required then to adopt the model plan or establish their own model plan within 30 days. The plan itself at that point still did not need to be in effect. It still did not need to be implemented. When did it have to be put into effect? When the New York State Commissioner of Health designated a particular airborne infectious disease as a highly communicable disease that presents a serious risk of harm to the public health. And as of July, when the Department of Health issued its templates, the New York State Commissioner of Health had not designated any particular airborne infectious disease yet. So New York employers have been on hold. They were on hold for about two months, Because just last week, just last week, the New York State Commissioner of Health finally designated COVID-19 as a highly contagious communicable disease that uh, presents a serious risk of harm to the public health in New York State. What does that designation do? That designation now triggers the final requirements of the New York HERO Act that we've been talking about since early May. So now it's no longer just enough for New York employers to have adopted the DOL's model plan or to establish their own model plan. Now they need to be putting it into effect. So what do you as a New York employer need to do? First, hopefully you did comply with the first part of the requirement and you do have a plan sitting somewhere in a drawer or somewhere in a shelf. It's a good idea to review it now because so much has changed since the beginning of july to now the beginning of september make sure the plan is updated if necessary so that you have taken into account all of the current guidance and best practices that federal state and local governments uh particularly in new york have issued relating to covid 19. you also now want to specifically activate the plan and put it uh into practice So you are going to have to provide all of your New York employees with a copy of the plan in the employee's primary language. You're going to have to make sure that all employees have access to the plan. And if you have a handbook, an employee handbook, the plan must be included in your handbook. And you also have to post a copy of the plan in some visible prominent location at your work site where you have all of the other typical HR Posters. So lots to dive into, both on the federal side and on the state side. Again, there's going to be a lot of questions, I'm sure, and we will continue to Keep abreast of what new guidance is issued. Certainly when the uh, OSHA on the federal side issues its ETS, we will be here to answer questions. We suspect that there will be guidance that's issued at the same time or shortly after the ETS is issued. Similarly, we expect that there may be some guidance or some frequently asked questions, some FAQs on the um, new requirement under the New York State HERO Act, where employers have to now implement their uh, model plans, their safety plans. We will continue to keep you abreast. I appreciate you listening to this podcast as always. Um, Keep the feedback coming if there are topics that you haven't heard much about or you've heard a lot about and you're never getting tired of it and you want to hear it addressed here. Please shoot me an email. Please send us a comment. I welcome all the feedback. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you, your family, and your colleagues stay healthy, safe, uh, and happy as we enter the fall season. And of course, as always, I hope all of your labor is productive.